1: What's shaking, Daniel? Uh, I'm a little bummed.
0: Why? Because this will be old news by the time this airs. But at the time we're recording yesterday, Simple Bank sent out an email. They are sunsetting. The technology service, etc., that uh, my wife uses for her grocery shopping account. Mm. Simple Bank is this really cool thing. I recommended it a few times on the podcast. It's a bank, but you can like create goals within the bank, and so it helps her because she's not a spreadsheeter. Um, and she we direct deposit the sort of grocery and kid like the money that she spends for stuff around the household and stuff like that. So there's a line item in our budget, but it goes right into her account. She manages all that via their uh, goals. Um, in the app and stuff like that, and she kind of grew fond of it because I kind of like strong armed her to use it a couple of years ago, and now they're sunsetting it because sunsetting meaning and stuff. that they're just
1: not doing it anymore. Yes, closing, closing. So that's a that was it free.
0: Um, yeah, but I mean, they made uh, they're like any other bank when you use your debit card, they make transaction fees and things like that. So, um, so for those that might be using Simple, um, you're in the same boat as me, looking for a good service that does that. I think we will probably. Either just open her a checking account in our already established ally, you know, bank relationship, Um, or I was looking at the SoFi one. SoFi does a lot of banking. Yeah. So they'll probably be around for a little while. Uh, But they have some, seems like some tracking stuff in there. So I'd be interested if anybody's listening and really likes the banking app thing that they're using. Um, But I did a little bit of research and all the alternatives are pretty much just banking apps, but are tech startups too. And... You might as well at that point just go to an established bank that's not going to sunset well, in a couple I, years. I put a message
1: in the tribe, and it's time for us to start uh, heading in this direction. If you are listening to this and you are an app developer, or you are uh, familiar with one, or you know of one, or you are you know at a company that does that, I, I'm very interested in uh, dialogue, collaboration, what have you, to start taking the DIY money steps and process that we have Talked about, written about, etc., and putting that into an app uh, for individuals to use. So, reach out to us. Um, podcast at diymoney dot That's podcast at diy dot We need to really start to develop an app. I'm 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 done with trying others. I've tried we're in sunrise mode. What is that? Oh, it's opposite of sunset. <laughs> Boom! We're in sunrise mode with an app. So. And I don't want to have it uh, connected necessarily to a bank. I- I've seen some good apps that you know you've got to open a bank account. Uh, that kind of defeats the purpose. When so you know. say
0: not connected to a bank, you mean you don't want it bank reliant, yeah, single I, bank d- reliant. Correct.
1: Yeah, I want it. Uh, yeah, I have some some very strong ideas of how it should work and what it should look like and so forth. So again, if you're in that world, reach out to us. Let us know. We'd love to love to collaborate on that. Um, all right, that being said, housekeeping odds and ends, uh, podcast at DIYmoney.org is the email for your questions. If you send us a question and we use it on the show, we'll send you $25 via Amazon. Uh, the DIY Tribe blowing up on Facebook, almost 600. Probably by the time this airs, we'll have over 600 members. Um, still about a fraction of what we get in our user-listener base from our podcast, but uh, nonetheless, it's a great crew. We Not share everyone's in- on Facebook all the Not time. Not everyone's on Facebook. We share a lot of good stuff in there. Uh, it's really neat. People are posting um, thoughts, questions, ideas, et cetera. I'm posting my uh, video uh, updates and, and more of my motivational uh, content, if you will. So it's been a it's been a fun a little group. Um, and insta diy.money no more no more coffee talks for the time being got a couple coming out but
0: uh, we're probably sunsetting that for a bit as we continue to work on sort of other things yep got some great
1: stuff in the pipeline this year all right we're gonna hit the question q we've got one coming in from janette regarding roth iras janette what do you got
2: DIY. hi daniel and Clint. this is janette from eastern pennsylvania my question is regarding Roth and when they make sense now, I understand the part about contributing with post-tax dollars, it grows tax-free and you withdraw tax-free, but when I read resources and they say, if you anticipate your income bracket to be higher at retirement, Roth makes sense. What does that mean? Does that have to do with your minimum withdrawal rate? Does that have to do with your total size of your portfolio? I just want to understand that a little bit better. I have a small Roth from early in my career where I didn't have retirement, but a majority of my portfolio is my traditional 401k. I live modestly and I intend to do so in retirement, but I also plan in the coming years to add real estate and some other investments to my portfolio in the aspiration of retiring early. I also foresee this year being able to max out my 401k and turning on that Roth again. So I think I'm in a good spot to better understand what exactly will that mean for me in post-retirement when it comes to income brackets and kind of how I can start planning for the future. Thanks.
1: All right, this is a great question. Um, let's hit the, let's hit the CFP first and see what, see what the Daniel has to say.
2: Oh, C-F-P.
1: Daniel, what do you got? All
0: right. So Jeanette did a really good job of explaining those who are following along at home, the dynamics of a Roth, the fact that you get to put money in that you've already been taxed on. Then it grows, and then when you take it out, uh, you don't pay tax on it. The exact opposite of what a traditional IRA or traditional 401k would be. Now, in the math, when it comes to assessing a uh, traditional retirement account, whether that's an IRA or a 401k versus a Roth version of that, the only variable that really has the potential to change is the tax rate. So you have your savings rate. Ideally, they're probably going to be the same regardless. You have the rate of return that you're going to get between now and the time that you use the funds, if you were to invest them the same, that that is the same regardless. So the only variable is the tax rate that you're going to pay. And on a Roth, that's your tax rate now, that one, you know, um, so that one's easy to calculate. The variable is the tax rate later on in life when you're pulling these funds out, presumably during retirement, because these are retirement accounts. We're not certain of that uh, tax rate beca- tax rate because tax rates change over time. But we can do some ballpark forecasting of that based on what we know about the tax rates today and the income bracket that you are in now versus the income bracket you're projected to be later on in retirement. Now, there's a few things that go into that projection later on in retirement. The first is how much do you need to live? Therefore, how much are you going to need to be pulling out of the accounts after you get factor in things like any social security and pensions and so forth? Now, the other thing Jeanette said is uh, she's looking at maxing out For instance, maybe her 401k and so forth, and she has a ton of funds. It sounds like the majority of her funds right now in uh, tax-deferred, meaning a traditional-style 401k or IRA. That means that when she hits the RMD age, currently 72, maybe that goes up over time, regardless of whether or not she needs funds out of those, she's going to be forced to take it, which then could bump her up into a higher tax bracket. Therefore, some of the decision between the traditional and the Roth is also having some options, what's called tax diversification. Uh, So putting a little bit in the tax deferred traditional, uh, and a little bit in the Roth so that you have the option later on in life, but it really comes down to taking an educated uh, estimate or educated guess is a strong word, but looking at your financial picture, what kind of career you're in now, uh, what you look like in retirement, as far as income needs go, and doing a rough projection on which one of those is better to save in at this point.
1: All right, excellent. 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 My personal view on this. First of all, it's virtually, in my opinion, impossible for you to exactly quantify uh, which one will be better mathematically because you don't know what the future tax liabilities will be. You don't know where our income tax brackets will be. Um, I would say that unless you know you're going to be getting a pension which will be 100% taxable in addition to Social Security, you are probably kind of up in the air with whether or not you'll be in a higher tax bracket at retirement or not. So the person that wrote that, people who write that, that's kind of a bunt. They're just saying, well, yeah, if you know you're going to be in a higher tax bracket, then do the Roth. I mean, come on. That, that's a no-brainer. Uh, what they're saying is, again, if, if let's say you get pension income, uh, and Social Security, and then you have another way to save, uh, maybe you should consider a Roth so that that doesn't add to your overall income, etc., down the line. My opinion is, unless you dramatically need the break currently, that a Roth 401k is better. And the reason I say that is that I believe, and again, here, here what I'm doing. I'm giving you all these subjective opinion Thoughts, etc., but I'm, I'm, you know, just going to tell you what I believe, and then you could take it for what it's worth. But um, I believe tax rates will be higher in the future than they are now, and I believe that things such as required minimum distributions and changes to the way 401ks are handled will also be more uh, advantageous to the IRS and disadvantageous. Disadvan- dis- uh, dis- whatever. That's correct. Uh, Disadvantageous for the individual. It's bad. It's bad. With that said, I believe it is better for you to take your contributions and go the Roth 401k route. Now, remember, I, I stressed your contributions because your employer match will not ever go into the Roth 401k portion. So if you are participating in a plan that has a match no matter what you do, that employer match will go into a traditional 401k and, and therefore will go into a traditional IRA upon retirement or separation from service. So if you're in a situation where, let's say you have kids at home, you have, um, I would normally say, deductibility on mortgage interest, but a lot of people are not any longer taking that, um, Deductibility because of the changes in the tax laws, but let's say you have more dependents at home, and therefore your uh, bracket, your overall bracket is is you know modest to low. I would say in the fifteen to twenty two percent area. I think you should consider r- doing the Roth four hundred one k as opposed to the traditional, because I think that in the future you're going to be uh, pleased to have more invested assets that you can withdraw tax-free. Now, let me tell you the other thing that that does. If you have assets that are able to be withdrawn tax-free, that provides you with some more flexibility down the line to control your bracket. So one of the things that we do in our firm a lot In the planning aspect is to help people when they retire to say, okay, where should we pull money from first? It's not just about, you know, saying, oh, I'm Dow retired, let's just take Social Security and start withdrawing our funds. Hopefully, you're in a situation where you have various buckets of money, and you can say, you know what, for the first several years of my life, I'm going to pull out of this bucket because there's very little to no taxes here. Let's say it's a Roth, or let's say it's some individual money. And with a very low to no tax bracket at all, It allows us to do some Roth conversions. So again, I'm getting a little ahead of ourselves here, but the reality is, is that in my opinion, utilizing the Roth gives you more options down the line than just being subject to distributions that are 100% taxable. So if you can do it, I think that's the best option. I'll hedge by saying, I think you should talk to a professional, maybe look at your specific situation consider all the things that Daniel alluded to because it is important but in my opinion if you've got the option and you're not in an extraordinarily high tax bracket now I think it's the best uh, to consider at this stage of life that's my opinion
0: extraordinarily high tax bracket being anything that starts with a three
1: yeah exactly
0: kind exactly. of a I mean that's usually the again rules of thumbs aren't great but the rule of thumb the tipping point is when that tax bracket starts to begin with a three. Uh, obviously, I'd take in mind into consideration any state tax brackets as well. Uh, Roth IRAs also uh, are really beneficial for um, legacy planning. So passing down wealth uh, to your kids, if that's something that you want to consider, because at least of the current law, the 10-year rule on distributing inherited IRAs, uh, if you deceased during your um, your heirs or your kids' sort of highest earning years uh they're going to have a significant significant um income tax issue with that as far as inheriting tax deferred accounts because they will inherit those have to distribute those within 10 years Roth IRAs they can inherit distribute those within 10 years without having to pay the tax that's great
1: good all right that was a good question Jeanette hopefully that you you found some value in our answer if 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 not uh I don't know. Maybe you reach out, and we'll help you specifically. Um, but nonetheless, it's a, good, it's a good question to understand the brush strokes, but it is something that you can certainly go into rabbit holes and, and try to figure out more um, as uh, your specific details uh, impact that. All right. I'm done with that. What else? <laughs> uh, check us out on Insta, DIY.money, or the Facebook tribe. And YouTube. The, and YouTube. Gosh, I keep forgetting about that. There's, YouTube. there's a
0: camera right there. Yeah.
1: Hello, YouTube. DIY Money on YouTube. And uh, remember, the secret to financial success is really quite simple. Live on less than you make, invest the rest, do so for a very long time. Make it a great one.
0: Thanks for listening to this episode of the show. If you want content delivered to you regularly, be sure to follow us on Instagram at DIY.money. And if you want your question aired on the show, be sure to send that to us and you'll get... $25